0: So, I've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke. Books found in libraries across the entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative library choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. And so, educating our kids about freedom is more important today than it's ever been. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to heidistjohn.com forward slash Tuttle Twins. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thanks for joining me today. It's Monday the 28th of February. You guys, we pretty much made it. We survived February. Good job. Today is Mailbox Monday. I'm going to answer your questions and share your off-the-bench story. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So I'm glad you guys are here today. This is the day of the week that I try to get to as many of your questions as I possibly can. As we talk about some of these questions today, I just want to remind you again that the way to get a hold of me is go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday, and you can leave your questions and your comments there. You can share your off-the-bench stories. I really want to hear them, and that is the way to do it. Uh, I'm going to jump right in today, reminding you, as I always do at the end of the month, that on the first of the month, we have a brand new study starting. At Momstrong International. I am really excited about the direction that this is going. And for so many of you who are signing up to study the Word of God with us over there, we study the Word so that we know exactly what God wants us to do. We study so that we can improve, be an approved workman, as the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, who does not need to be ashamed but who can rightly divide the word of God. And so we can't do that without studying the word. And so that's why I founded Mom Strong International. I'm so excited to see where God uh, takes that and what he does with it in the years to come. And very excited to see so many of you joining in. All right, I'm gonna jump right in today. We've got a bunch of questions uh, piling up in the queue, but I wanna start today with your off the bench stories. So there's a bunch of them coming in and I'm going to just read from my notes. This one came from Nikki in Massachusetts. Hi, Heidi. I stumbled across your podcast at the beginning of the pandemic. Hey, Nikki, you're not alone. I was desperate to be able to know what was going on in the world without all the fear. Your show kept me sane and my anxiety at bay through all of it. Thank you. I'm writing to tell you about my family's off the bench story. Uh, I love this. In 2020, right before the pandemic hit, my husband announced his candidacy for our local school committee. We are and always have been a homeschooling family. I love this, Nikki. So as you can imagine, this wasn't exactly well-received by some. My husband ran for budgetary reasons. However, we quickly learned that there was much more that needed to be tackled. At his second year on the committee, he now holds the position of chair and oversees many of the subcommittees. I could not be more proud of him. I'm proud of him too. Good job, you guys. I think that's amazing. Even spending time helping concerned citizens and parents in surrounding communities, not just in our own. Now we see that God put it on our hearts to step up and get involved because there are reasons much bigger than we could have imagined. What a blessing it has been for me to watch him serve in this way. On the homeschool front, I have been able to connect with many amazing families in my surrounding communities and over the fall held a resource meeting to new homeschooling families. I'll be hosting another one in a few weeks. My children and I have opened up our own private lending library to provide homeschooling resources as well as books that encourage standing on our God-given liberties as American citizens. God has pushed me way out of my comfort zone and used me in ways that I could never imagine. Thank you for encouraging us to invest where it matters the most in future generations. Wow, I really I really really love this. So one of the reasons I well how, how do I love this? Uh, let me count the ways. I love it for a hundred different reasons. One thing that I really love about this is that you're acknowledging that God has you in a place that's uncomfortable. And I think that's what God does, right? And I love that you said, rightly pointed out, that you could never have known what was going to be coming. And so you trusted the Lord. When God told your husband to run for a school board, he ran for it. And that's what we need to be doing. You know, when Jay and I, Founded the Homeschool Resource Center, and I've I've talked about this a lot at the show. It was back when Barack Obama issued his bathroom mandate. That was back in 2016. This place opened in 2017. The Lord told us we knew... Uh, It was the Lord, and I've said this many, many times when people ask me, why did you start the Homeschool Resource Center? We did it as an act of obedience. We know his voice, and you learn to hear his voice, to know the sound of his voice through reading his word, through prayer, through a petition, through talking to other people. God speaks through people, through wise counsel, and so I love, Nikki, that you've said the story in and said, we didn't know what was coming, but guess who did? God did, and he knows now also. So I think that's amazing. I'm so excited to hear from you. Megan from Illinois, here's another off-the-bench story. Heidi, thank you for inspiring my husband and I to get off the bench. Your Bible study and podcast has been my lifeline. We started a Speak Up for Students group in Illinois fighting to get masks off our kids and fight evil in public and private schools. Today, a judge ruled that all COVID mitigations were illegal and our tyrant governor cannot make any more draconian measures that are killing our kids. Heidi, we thank God for you every day. Keep being the warrior for Christ and we'll keep flipping tables in the marketplace, the walls of Jericho are coming down. Thank you. <laughs> this makes me so happy. Thank you, Megan, uh, for for just sharing this with me and the giving me the ability to share it with our audience. You guys, these are the kinds of things that are happening all across the United States. And that is what I want you to hear. The Lord is at work. God is at work and you can trust him. And when you send me in your your mailbox Monday questions and when you send me in your off the bench stories, I want you to keep in mind that these stories are just a drop in the bucket of other stories that we don't hear about, things that God is doing all around the nation and uh, he's doing it because of your obedience. So keep listening. When we pray, we're asking God for directions. All right, I'm gonna jump in to your mailbox Monday questions. Stacy from South Dakota. Heidi, fellow homeschool mom and Young Living Oil user here. Recently, I heard a former Young Living Diamond leader explain why she left Young Living. She shared it in a book called My Word Made Flesh that it was recently given to leaders within the company to share with their downlines. The book appears sacrilegious, cultish, and downright evil. I am convicted to get off the bench and cancel my 10-year membership with Young Living because I cannot support these lies. Satan is sneaky. What are your thoughts? All right, so I have heard about this. I haven't heard a whole lot about it, but I would encourage you. uh, This is one person in the Young Living uh, business. And so- I'm not worried about canceling my Young Living subscription. I know a whole lot of people that work in Young Living that are born again believers that don't believe this garbage. I also know a lot of people who are born again Christians that work for all kinds of companies that have very bizarre points of view, but it doesn't keep me from, you know, walking into Walmart or going to Fred Meyer or wearing, a, you know, a brand of clothing that probably has people in it that are sharing bad and salacious ideas. This is why we need discernment, Stacy. And so this is what I would encourage you to do. The oils that we use, essential oils were given to us by the Lord. And you've heard me talk about this on my on my podcast a whole lot of times over the years. I believe in essential oils. I love the organization that is Young Living. Do I agree with all their leaders? Absolutely not. Do I agree with uh, some of the diamond or even the Royal Crown diamonds? Absolutely not. Am I going to those guys for religious instruction? No. No. Am I going to these guys to give me direction with decisions that I make in my life? No. Am I going to these people to tell me how to use essential oils? Yes. I happen to believe that Young Living has probably the best brand of essential oils out there. And if I'm gonna put them on my skin or ingest them into my body, I need to trust that the oils are good. And so this doesn't bother me at all. I'm actually not surprised by it. Uh, there there are lots of organizations out there that have really crazy worldviews and even crazy leaders in them. And so... Uh, So it it doesn't surprise me. And When I heard about the book, I kind of did a giant eye roll. But listen, you guys, we're not, you know, whoever you buy your milk from, I hope you're not going to church there, you know, pay attention to what is happening. There are false leaders inside your churches right now, like there legitimately are inside your churches. And that is more concerning to me than somebody who obviously has a very wrong understanding of God inside a secular organization. So, uh, Stacey, that's my uh, that's my comment on that. I really haven't gotten drug much into it because I don't have time for that right now. But. Uh, but that's my that's my strong uh, belief on it. Teresa from Nebraska, I heidi, I pulled my third grader out of public school in November of twenty twenty one due to the back and forth masking. However, I still speak out at our local school board meetings to support other parents who are fighting this battle. Also, as a taxpayer, I still believe I'm responsible for giving my input as to what goes into the schools and what we pay for. Do you think it's even worth it or am I wasting my time? My friend says that if everyone starts pulling their kids out and stop pushing back, they'll go after homeschoolers and I think she has a point. What are your thoughts? I disagree with your friend. You know what I hear? Because I hear this all the time and I'm not trying to be a jerk, so hear this in the spirit in which I'm uh, giving it to you. That is the spirit of fear that's like saying don't rescue the kids from the uh from a ship that's sinking because somebody else is going to see that the ship is sinking and try to board it before it, sh- it sinks and commit robbery right no i, I, I is, is the government the government's going to go after homeschooling no matter what right there are lots of people on the front lines of homeschooling, not the least of which is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association, that would fight that with everything they have in them. If they go after homeschooling, they're going to have the fight of their lives on their hands. It's one of these reasons, it's one of the reasons why I'm running for Congress. It's one of the reasons why I want homeschoolers to get involved in our government and to start helping shore up pieces of legislation that will protect a parent's right to educate their own children. But to respond in fear and say, no, 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 never mind, don't take all those kids out of the public schools because it might attract attention tells me we don't care very much about the kids that are in the public school system. And so I disagree with that. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We do what is right. And then we come before the Lord and we ask God for his protection. So I've heard that line of reasoning before and I just disagree with it. And I hope you understand where I'm coming from as well. Did you know that my pillow is so much more than pillows? Jay and I recently switched to the My Pillow mattress and we love it. You guys need to check this out because with my special promo code, you can receive up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. That's MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541. Don't forget to use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all the products at the MyPillow store. Brittany from South Dakota. My goodness, you guys, all the South Dakota people today. Uh, hello, first of all, you are hands down the most inspirational woman of today's time. My goodness, I can't believe my staff left that in there for me to read out loud <laughs> the air. Uh, thank you, I, I appreciate that. Thank you for what you do. I've been praying for direction on how to get off the bench. While we have been doing various things to be getting off the bench, I know that there's more I'm supposed to be doing. My heart aches and is burdened for the dead churches in America. I think it's time to simply start one in our home. I cannot sit every Sunday in the churches we have tried any longer. It is similar to wearing a mask and going along with a lie. In this case, I'm saying I agree with the lie of complacency, if you will. With that, could you recommend an online church that we could tune in for Sunday... Uh, for the sermon on Sundays, at least until someone in the group feels as though God wants them to preach. must much, much appreciated. And many blessings, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. So that's a great question. You guys are sending in really great great questions. These are great talking points. Keep them coming. So yes, I can think of several online churches that I really, really love. I love, of course, Pastor Phil Hopper at Abundant Life Church in Lee Summit, Missouri. I would say Jack Hibbs out of Calvary Chapel. Chino Hill is one of my favorites. Pastor Rob McCoy, Godspeed Calvary Chapel in Thousand Oaks. California. Uh, Calvary Chapel, Chattanooga, Sean and Frank Ramjour. Frank Ramjour is the senior pastor. there. wonderful. Uh, the Ramjours are wonderful people. And there are lots and lots of great churches in the area. So the other thing that I would encourage you in the area, in the country and around the world, there are lots of bad ones, absolutely. But there are also lots of wonderful churches and God is at work. So don't give up on finding a church And I'm not anti-home church either. So if you guys wanna start a home church, I think that's great too. Uh, And bringing in some of these great sermons from around the country is a good idea as well. And so those are my favorites for online churches. So I appreciate your bringing these, uh, these questions to me. Debbie from South Carolina. Heidi, I love listening to your daily podcast. Thank you. We so appreciate your strong voice in discussing cultural issues. Just a quick note on your Valentine's Day podcast. An encouragement to love your families well. I think Valentine's Day has been a favorite memory maker. I would make eggs benedict for breakfast and hang all the kids' hearts that they've made through the years. I had hearts on the table and in each place with an aspect of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Each person would need to share how they could apply that character quality. It's fun now as a grandma seeing my children carry on the same tradition. I can expect one of my five to call asking how to make hollandaise sauce. Not a question, just an encouragement to create special family traditions around special days as a way to love your family well. I absolutely love this, Debbie. Thank you for sending it in. I think every family has opportunities to establish traditions. I'm a huge fan of tradition. I think tradition gives a foundation to family life that is so important. And it sounds like you've done a fantastic job of doing that around Valentine's Day. I love Valentine's Day. I told you guys the other day, I want every day to be Valentine's Day. So I'm encouraging you guys to love your families well every day of the of the year. And obviously more important Uh, as the years go by that you establish those great traditions. So I love that, and I thank you for sending it in to me. And it's a great idea. And if you ever want to come and make eggs benedict for me, just let me know, and I'll give you my address. Megan from Minnesota. How to respond to Christian moms who say they love public schools so that their kids can be salt and light. How do we lovingly tell them the truth that it's not a child's job to do this? Oh, Megan. So... This is one of the most infuriating talking points of parents who send their, Christian parents who send their kids to public school and they tell me I want my child to be salt and light. So here is my, one of the arguments that I would say is a a reason why I think this is such a bad idea. First of all, this is a war. When you think salt and light, you know, I think people, a little salt, you know, like a salt, this is war. Our kids are actually being injured by the public school system. I saw the Instagram account yesterday of a friend of mine who decided to take her kids out of, of homeschool and put them back in the public school. I don't know how long they've been there, but by all accounts, the Instagram account must be breaking her mother's heart right now. And you can see the indoctrination and the turning away from God that's happening. Now, I'm not saying that's that's 100% the fault of the school. I'm not blaming even the parents because I don't know the situation, but I can promise you that, the influence is profound. If you knew that there was a frontline war happening in your neighborhood and there were people carrying guns and there were uh, and there was real actual danger happening, would you pack your child a sack lunch and put him on a bus and bus them to the front line? No, you wouldn't why? Because they're not ready for that. They're not ready for the battle. They're not ready to engage in the war. And I promise you that your children are not ready to engage. They are not equipped. This is why they're attacking the schools in the first place. They know that the kids aren't ready for this. They know the kids, uh, that the Bible teaches when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. This is a reason to put Christian teachers in the school, not a reason to put kids in the school and expect them to know how to defend themselves and to be equipped for the front lines of this battle. This is a spiritual battle. And so this is ignorance, the height of ignorance when someone comes to me and says, well, I put my kid in the public school because I want him to be salt and light. I, I, it, it makes me want to cry. It makes me want to weep because I just think to myself, wow, you are literally putting the very life of your child at risk so that they can do the job that you are not doing. And that's the truth. Our kids are not are not equipped for this. They're not ready for it. It's the very reason why they're being attacked in the first place. Do we really think that the transgender activists and Planned Parenthood and the 1619 Project and critical race theory, why aren't they shooting this stuff off at adults? Because the adults are better equipped, although not great, but better equipped to handle it than the kids are. The kids are like, oh, wow, I guess I could be a unicorn if I wanted to be. Wow, I think I'll be a narwhal on Thursday. We got to do better than this. And so when I hear people, I mean, 25 years ago when people were giving me that, that excuse, I was like, well, I kind of understand because, you know, we we see now. What else do we need to see? Video after video after video after TikTok video after teacher explaining, I am a teacher in the public school and here's what I'm teaching your kids and I don't care if you like it or not. Parents being kicked out of school board meetings and told that they can't come into the schools with their kids. What more do you need? I'm sorry, but it makes me angry. At what point, when are we going to care about these kids? And I'm tired of dancing around the topic. This, I told you, this is how I feel about business owners now, forcing the mask mandates and saying, well, I'm sorry, the government told me to do it. Oh, okay. We got to do better than this. We got to be more discerning. So uh, Megan from Minnesota, I would respond with fire. <laughs> That's what I would do. I would respond with fire. You, there is a time. And I would say that we're in that time. There is a time when this sort of mamby-pamby uh, dance around the issue comes to an end and we're there. And so I'm not telling you to be a jerk, but I also think the gloves are off. The gloves are off and our kids are being hit. That's what's happening. And if these parents won't stand up for their kids, then shame on them. I, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, it, it actually just, it just breaks my heart. All right, what time is it? I got one minute, one more. Debbie from Idaho. How do you know what the Lord wants us to do and when he speaks to us? I also want to tell you how grateful I am for you and love your podcast. My staff is leaving these in for me. I Thank you guys. It is such a help and blessing to me and I look forward to hearing from you every day. Debbie in Idaho, thank you very, very much. All right, so I'm gonna link back to some articles in the show notes today that will give you uh, specific Bible verses to look at for this. But we know the Bible basically speaks to us through a variety of ways. The primary way that God speaks to us is through his word. It's part of the reason why I've been taking you guys through the book of Nehemiah lately talking about leadership and what it means to be a leader in a time of war, because that's where we are in the culture right now. That's, that's the, the season that we find ourselves in. The Bible also says that we are to, we are to surround ourselves with wise counsel right? Wisdom, according to Proverbs, is found in the counsel of many. And so when you have a big decision to make, I will seek the advice and the counsel of people around me who are wiser than myself. Uh, I hope if I go to Congress, that is what my staff will be. I want to surround myself with with critical thinkers, with people who are wise beyond the years, with people who have discernment and want to listen to the voice of the Lord. And so uh, the number one way, again, through through God's word, and then through the counsel of other people and God will in, in rare cases, you know, I told you there've been, you know, five times in my life, probably give or take that I felt like I just heard the voice of the Lord, not even audibly, but I just knew it was him, you know, starting the homeschool resource center is one of those running for Congress is another one. Marrying J. St. John, uh, that's my favorite one, <laughs> but the truth is we have, an obligation as children of the Lord to learn to listen for his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and follow me. Well, how can we hear his voice if we're not studying what it sounds like? And so we study it through the word and we study it in in watching how God spoke to the people in the Bible and how he leads and how he directs. And by the way, God would never ask you to do anything contrary to his word. So as a pastor's wife for 20 years and now Uh, you know, Jay and I coming up on our 33rd anniversary, I can tell you that over the years we've had many people come up and say, well, God said, you know, leave your, leave your spouse or do this or do that. Yes. God ain't going to tell you to do something that's contrary to his word. And so when people play the, play the God card and they often do, if you can't find a backup for that in scripture, or if they're doing something that's clearly goes against what God would have them do, it's time to do some serious soul searching. And so those are the primary ways. There was a book a long time ago, and I'll try to link to it in the show notes today called Experiencing God that my husband and I went through in our 20s. It was written by Henry Blackaby. One of the most powerful studies on how to hear the voice of God that I have ever done. Again, that's called Experiencing God. It was written by Henry Blackaby. I went through that in the 90s. I would encourage you guys to check it out. I'm sure it's widely available still. All right, you guys, that's all I've got time for it here today. If you guys would like to get a hold of me, you can do that by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Leave me your off the bench stories. Let me know what God's doing in your life. Send your questions. You don't have to agree with me. I'm happy to air the naysayers here at the show also. And we can talk about that. And I hope you guys have an excellent, wonderful day. Love your families well. Love your families well. This is the start of a new week. Let's make it a good one tomorrow. My dear friend, Kathy Cook, is gonna join me at the podcast. And we're gonna talk about the importance of preserving childhood and why it is so critical that our children Get to have a childhood and experience the joy and the wonder of childhood. It's going to be an amazing podcast. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you guys so much for listening today, and I will see you back here tomorrow with my friend, Dr. Kathy Cook, at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.